0: Hello, and thanks so much for joining us for this week's Mid-Bay News Update, brought to you by the Deer app. If you're looking for a way to preserve everything from birthday cards to your kid's spaghetti art in one safe place, check out the Deer app on the App Store. They'll allow you to scan in and organize all that stuff, and you can keep the memory, not the paper. On this week's update, the city of Niceville approves a study to find out just how much they could be undercharging you and me for water. We'll talk about what the $200,000 study might find. Moss Creek continues its construction. The development is at about 500 homes now slated for construction according to the city manager, with between 2,000 and 3,000 more coming our way soon. Okaloosa County's elected representatives in Tallahassee met this week to talk about what they'll do for their constituents this year. I'm going to go over what they said at the meeting and the bills they've already filed and what they'll do to or for you depending on where you sit I guess. The city of Niceville hopes to reduce the cost of flood insurance with a new program, and finally, the Northwest Florida State Raiders walloped their first opponent. But one of the teams invited to their tournament this weekend backed out because of a bench-clearing fight. I'll tell you what we know. We're going to cover it all on the Mid-Bay News Update. (laughs) The city of Niceville has decided to conduct a water meter study. And it sounds pretty boring, but it can mean more money out of your pocket for the same amount of water here in the near future. Because our water system is, is showing its age and it's creating a great deal of work for my public works team. Uh, by way of example, um, we had to manually read, the public works team had to manually read 898 meters last month because the system is not working correctly. Like you said, city manager David Deitch has a strong hunch that the city is giving away a lot of water for free. So he wants to put together this $200,000 study, which the city council has approved and they're moving forward on, to figure out what exactly is going on. They're basically going to pull a statistical sample of water meters out of the ground, take them to a lab, test them to see how off they are or aren't, and then provide the city with an estimate of how much money they could be losing by not putting in new water meters. Another city of about similar size, the city of Jacksonville Beach, did the same thing with the company that we're looking at here in Niceville called Johnson Controls. They believe they're going to generate an extra $8.7 million in revenue due to the extra water that they were going to give away for free, but captured in the billing cycle. The city did have to pay a total of $6.4 million to the company doing the study because they needed to buy new meters and pay for the testing. Johnson Controls is a multi-billion dollar company based in Ireland that provides building and other equipment. Ultimately, though, this is going to mean an increase on your water bill more than likely, especially if you're connected to the city's water through an older meter. The city hopes that in addition to increasing money flowing from their water department, they'll be able to reduce the amount of time Public Works employees have to manually read meters. Currently, the city manager says that they spend a week's worth of their Public Works staff every month dealing with bad readings from the meters. And they're even giving someone a full-time job just to go out and check these meters to make sure that they're correct. The neighborhood of Deer Moss Creek continues to grow. City Manager David Deitch said in a meeting that the subdivision is slated to have more than 500 homes in it that are either already built or will be built soon. And the Comprehensive Plan Unit Development, or CPUD, as the nerds like us like to call it, expects them to build between 2,000 and 3,000 homes before it's all said and done. At the same time, another developer has purchased a plot of land in the Deer Moss Creek area that will have a 304-unit luxury apartment complex. Reclaimed water may be in the Deer Moss Creek development by 2025, meaning significantly lower costs to city residents in those homes who are using much more expensive drinking water to irrigate lawns. All told, the city expects somewhere between 5,000 on the low end and 10,000 on the high end people to be in this subdivision. For reference, about 16,000 people total live in the city limits right now, which means the subdivision is going to be a pretty big block of the city when it's all set and done. In Tallahassee news, Florida State Senator Jay Trumbull and Florida State House members Pat Maney and Dr. Joel Rudman gathered at Northwest Florida State College this week to talk to average Joes and local elected officials as a way to prepare for the upcoming session that starts in January and get input from people like you and me. On the agenda were everything from vaccine mandates, education policy, and other hot-button national issues, as well as more parochial problems like stormwater and roadway infrastructure. While everyone who signed up to speak had a say at the microphone, the legislative delegation only took action on two items called local bills at the meeting. delegation decided to move forward with a consensus to move the Dorcas Fire Control District under the control of the Okaloosa County Board of Commissioners, and to allow the North Okaloosa Fire District to collect impact fees for new construction in their area. All other topics were for discussion only. Although not on the agenda initially, Niceville City Manager David Deitch was given time to speak at the delegation. He asked for $3 bucks for reclaimed water lines that would run out to Deer Moss Creek. The money would help the city get the cash it needs to fund the $8 million or so project. The city hopes to receive a $2.9 million grant from the Northwest Florida Water Management District, and plans to use about $1.5 million of American Rescue Plan Act money, that's ARPA money, to make up the rest of the cost. Currently, the city's newest reclaimed water transmission line extends to Twin Oaks Park at its eastern terminus. Deitz says that the city is still working through the permitting process with Eglin Air Force Base to physically put reclaimed water pipes parallel to Spence Parkway, and he believes that that permitting process will probably wrap up around April of 2024. This project, once it's funded and completed, will parallel the path, of course, of Spence Parkway, as I just said, until it hits Forest Drive. And the city manager says the city is shooting for a completion date, fourth quarter 2025. While the state legislative session isn't going to begin until January, both Representatives Maney and Rudman have started to file bills to debate at this year's legislative session, where elected representatives can debate and create new laws. So let's talk a little bit about the bills that have already been filed with the state legislature by our local representatives. So, Representative Pat Maney, who represents most of Okaloosa County, including Niceville, Valparaiso, Eglin Air Force Base, Bluewater Bay, that area, has filed two bills so far for the 2024 session. House Bill 113 is related to tax collection and sales. And basically, as I understand it anyway, the bill would, among other things, eliminate a $10 fee to the county tax collector. The other bill, House Bill 247, relates to the Disabled Veteran License Plates. The bill would allow veterans to get another plate that they're eligible for, so think Bronze Star or Afghan Campaign Medal, at some reduced cost, if they're willing to forego their DV plate and use that one instead. Additionally, this bill would also determine what happens to a car or a mobile home as far as taxes and fees when somebody dies and leaves that car to somebody else. Dr. Joel Rudman has four bills coming up so far in the legislative session, but, of course, with both of these representatives, whatever they have right now is not all of it. They can have, I believe, up to seven bills every session, but that doesn't mean all seven will, of course, pass. So the first one for Dr. Rudman is House Bill 11. House Bill 11 would invalidate non-compete clauses in doctor's contracts with hospitals or other health care providers. Dr. Rudman, who actually used to live in Blue Water Bay, told me that he had to leave because of a non-compete clause, and that's how he ended up in Navarre. So this is one of those near and dear bills to his heart. House Bill 15 is the Right to Rock Act. This bill would stop venues from canceling a contract because of an artist's use of social media to express views or their political affiliation if the venue accepts state funding. House Bill 17 would, if passed, change the mandatory waiting period to buy a firearm, to a maximum of three days. Right now it's a minimum of three days or however long uh, a state government agency wants to take. And so Dr. Rudman told me that he has constituents over in Navarre who have been waiting at least a year to get uh, approval to buy a firearm, and so he wants to make that uh, a lot more rapid. House Bill 35, this bill with exceptions would require businesses to take cash as a form of payment. Businesses that refuse to take cash would face a civil penalty of $2,500 per transaction. And then Senator Jay Trumbull, who is our representative for the area and lives in Panama City, hasn't filed any bills yet on the Senate side of the state legislature, but if that changes, we'll let you know. The city of Niceville hopes to leverage the community's goodwill to keep storm drains clear and reduce flood insurance prices for the whole community going forward. The city of Niceville announced its Adopt-a-Drain initiative at its city council meeting in October, City of Niceville GIS employee Samantha Hansen, a Niceville native, began the initiative, or at least putting it all together, after reading about a similar program in a city in Wisconsin. In addition to reducing the risk that your home gets flooded and the reduction of flood insurance for the residents, adopters of the storm drain will be able to name that storm drain. And so here are a couple of good ones that I really liked uh, Great Expectations, Drain the Rock Johnson, The Comment Section, The Big Gulp, and alexander the great the northwest florida state college raiders men's basketball team the number one northwest florida state college raiders men's basketball team put southern union state community college in alabama to the sword at raider arena with a final score of 90 to 42 the raiders dominated in all aspects of the game especially on defense They held the Bison to 30% shooting across the court. And as you might have guessed, a team effort put together the blistering 90-point scoring night for the Raiders. Rasheed Jones led the way for the Raiders, putting 22 on the points column. Jamal Sumlin had another 15, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals on the night. The win was really a team victory. Every single player on the 14-man roster had significant playing time and the stats to back it up. Only one player actually didn't score a basket coach steve Dimeo says he got quite a bit out of the first game of the season that he'll use going forward here's a little thought from him um the one thing i did learn is obviously our, our most dominant player Tavian banks didn't really score much yesterday we still won by a big number um you know he's coming off an ankle injury so and then even twon simmons another returning guy that we expect a lot didn't play well last night so we have other guys that can step up when necessary The Raiders are going to return to action on Friday, November the 3rd, when they host the Northwest Florida Classic at Raider Arena. Northwest Florida State College will host East Central Community College of Decatur, Mississippi. And Friday's Tilt will be East Central's first game of the year. The Raiders and the Warriors are going to tip off at 7.30 p.m. They were supposed to have another opponent, but there was a little bit of a dust-up east mississippi community college the lions won't be making the trip to niceville after some sort of bench clearing altercation took place in their previous game i've reached out to east mississippi community college for more information and i'm still still waiting to hear back from them while coach steve de didn't have details about the fight itself other than the fact that it cleared the benches he said enough of the team got suspended that east mississippi will have to back out of the game at raider arena on saturday yeah, we're working on some stuff and I I don't feel very good about it at all right now, but thought about you calling at the Army base or something so they got a team that they can bring over here on Saturday. Plenty of other exciting events are going around in our area. Niceville football's final regular season game is gonna take place at home tonight against the Navarre Raiders. This game takes place at 6 30. And don't forget Set your clocks one hour back for the end of Daylight Savings Time on Sunday. We'll talk to you soon.